Welcome to How We Did It, a podcast dedicated to dentists teaching dentists. This podcast is powered by ESS Dental Solutions, the nation's leading platform for outsourced dental billing and other services. All of the guests are winners of ESS Top Practice Award, who share their experiences, best practices, and what sets them apart in their communities. Their opinions and recommendations are their own, and you should consult with your own professional advisors with respect to your own practice. Welcome to today's episode of our How We Did It podcast, a podcast dedicated to dentists teaching dentists featuring our top practice award winners. I am thrilled to introduce Vivid Smile Chicago. Thank you for carving out some time in the beginning of the week to spend with me. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. So we can jump right into the questions. Um, first, I'd love to know a little bit more about both of you, your practice, and your journey in dentistry. Yeah, so um, I'm Christine Chulo, one of the co-owners and dentists. So a little bit of background, this kind of goes for both of us. We both attended Case Western Reserve University School of Dental Medicine in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, we were not in the same class. We actually didn't really even know each other during school. We were a couple years apart. And then um, both ended up in Chicago and coincidentally working at the same practice. So, so it was kind of then that we realized um, that we'd gone to the same school, knew a lot of the same people. Um, and just kind of working together over time, we both um, kind of knew that our goals aligned in terms of how we practice dentistry as well as wanting to become owners of a practice. So. Um, Basically, starting around this time last year, we began speaking with the owner of the practice we were both working at and discussing um, a buyout, and we completed that back in September. So we've been practicing um, as Vivid Smile Chicago for about seven months now. Awesome. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Thanks. Yeah. So I'm sure Chicago, there are many practicing dentists. How does your practice differentiate yourself from other practices? And then what does your community involvement look like? Sure. Um, so I would say, you know, around the time that we started, you know, creating our website, we were talking about these things, like what, how do, what differentiates us from the offices uh, in the area? Because, you know, like you said, there's a ton of dental offices in Chicago, just in this block alone, there's about four of them. So um, discussing it, we decided that probably the main thing we wanted to emphasize was transparency with our patients um, and educating our patients. Those are the two biggest things. And it's one of the reasons that when we started, one of the first things we did was buy an intraoral scanner to kind of help with that. So we're really big on being able to not just treatment plan and, you know, let our patients know, hey, this is what you need. Okay, bye. Let's get you scheduled. It's more so about, you know, taking photos, showing the x-rays explaining the process, um, trying to educate them so that they're aware of why they need to get what they need done. And I find that that also fosters a lot of trust in our patients because the type of patients that we see are all young professionals. So they're educated, you know, when they ask questions, they want to know why uh, we're doing what we're doing. And it's not, they don't ask it in a way to, you know, come off as, uh, you know, like they're questioning your authority. They're asking because they want to understand. And I agree with that. I'm the same way. So you know, just fostering communication um, and transparency with our patients and educating them. Yeah. And also just providing like top quality dental care efficiently. Yeah. Um, 
and, you know, making sure that we're also keeping in mind overall health and wellness because your mouth has such a huge effect on your overall being and your well-being and mm -hmm. educating the patients in that direction as well is really important to us so that they understand, like, you know, if you've got diabetes, here's some things that can, um, that correlate back to the oral health that can either help or hurt that disease and, and why that's so important. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how you touched on kind of building those patient relationships and fostering trust there. I think it's so easy, speaking from a recent experience in a hospital setting, it's so easy to feel like you're another chart or another number or just yes. a patient on the doctor's docket. And there's a really unique opportunity in dentistry that sounds like you're taking full advantage of. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I would totally agree with that. It's uh, kind of a lost art to healthcare, I think that you know one-on-one -on -one attention to your patients and really knowing your patients i mean i just i agree my sister just went through something and we were just discussing how impersonal um the care is with a physician and um i'm glad that you know dentistry hasn't really um gone that way yet and that we can be big proponents of continuing to have really good relationships with patients and that open wavelength of communication so that you know they know we care Basically. Being able to have the time to build that rapport is so important. Now, you know, having come from uh, a background where, you know, I thought at one point I was working at a DSO and you really didn't have a lot of time with your patients. It was very much, you know, and I can understand from their perspective feeling like you're just another, just another number. And I, I don't like having, you know, I don't like that as much as they don't like being treated like that. So um, yeah, being able to have the time to build that rapport is is huge and a lot of what we the patients that we see is it's from word of mouth so that's awesome Sweet. So obviously we're partnered through eAssist and we are honoring your practice as a top practice. And this somewhat ties in with differentiating yourself from other practices, but could you speak a little bit to what a top practice means to you? Or when you think about a top practice within the dental industry, what do you think of? Right. I think it does go back to that, um, the question about differentiating yourself. It's executing that, executing those things that you think are lacking in the, the field overall or just not a super strong suit of all practices and it's finding those little those little things and nuances and putting them into a, um, action at our practice and really honing in on those things and also listening to patients because um you know you might as like you know as a dentist sometimes you forget what patients know and what they don't know and what they what they want to hear and and be educated on you know we don't want to like drone on about some stupid procedure that nobody cares about they want to talk more about like what are the overall you know effects of this mm -hmm. so really listening to our patients and getting their input and collaborating together so that we're you know while we're treating disease we're also treating um you know for aesthetics and things like that and yeah. and patient preference so we have to take that into account as well so i think keeping those things at the forefront of our practice yeah. um kind of is what being a, a top, top practice, practice award I think, I think also you know the other side of things is having a good staff like having mm -hmm. a seamless efficient um you know day-to-day -day activities having the right staff to surround yourself with like we struggled with that in the very beginning yeah. trying to find the right people and it's not just us you know, I've spoken with some of my peers and everybody's having a really difficult time hiring at this time. So, you know, we went through 
the whole not having the right person, we realized how difficult it was. And now we're finally at a place where we're so happy with the people that we work with. It's not just like an employee, employee, employer, employee type of relationship. Everybody, you know, gets along really well. Everybody's, you know, doing what they need to be doing. I think that is a big part of seeing success and as a top practice. So other than, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I know on our end at ESS, we hear a lot about the staffing shortages and sometimes that can be initially what um, draws people to us. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a perfect segue into our next question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could you speak a little bit about your experience of what initially brought you to ESS and how having ESS has impacted your practice? So yeah, just to continue from what she was saying, that's exactly how we started a practice and there is like a, a shortage in employees out there. But also, you know, as a dentist, we aren't trained very well in how to run and manage a practice. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of learning as you go, um, learning on the fly and, and integrating it. And so in the very beginning, we had to choose what things we could focus our energy on in addition to being um, providing care. Yeah. And when we learned of eAssist, it was a great solution to kind of the insurance end of things. Mm -hmm. um, took one very major um, component of running a practice off the off our laps and, mm -hmm. and into like a very cap into very capable hands. Yeah. Um, and that made things a little smoother, a little easier, especially while we struggled to find proper front desk personnel and things like that. So um, it was very important and it's been wonderful to have that and kind of not have to worry mm -hmm. a lot about that aspect of things. Yeah, It is a very tedious aspect of ownership is insurance collections and follow-up and all that. So it does take a lot of manpower. It does take a lot of time. And we realize pretty quickly that even if we were to find the right front desk, someone who's capable of doing that, I almost would rather them focus their efforts on scheduling and bringing patients into the office and all the other aspects so that you know ESS can just take care of what they need to take care of and it's just a great you know it's a great balance that we've achieved yeah that's great thank you for sharing that i know one of our primary goals is to take that process off of providers hands or offices mm -hmm. hands so that they can spend more time with their patients and delivering that patient yeah. care Awesome. Well, this brings us to our last question, and I'm very curious to know your answer. It sounds like your background at Case Western played a little bit in your role of coming together. Mm -hmm. So you were in a conversation with a provider who was fresh out of dental school. Maybe they're interested in opening their own practice or pursuing different route. Um, just a generic conversation, and they were seeking your advice. What advice would you give them? Honestly, and I can only really speak for myself and Christine, feel free to jump in whenever, but I find that especially nowadays, when you graduate school, you are so fixated on the dollar amount of what you owe. I mean, you spent four years racking up all this debt and everybody knows dental school is not cheap by any means. So you tend to fixate so much on the money aspect, trying to make money and this and that. I would probably advise a new graduate to kind of take a step back try not to focus on the money the money will come rather try to find a office that can somewhere where you don't have to compromise your ethics essentially and your values and yeah. your values and find somewhere where you can find the mentorship that will allow you to ultimately reach those goals because there are so many more important things than money and the money will eventually come you just need to be patient about it and just really focus on building your skills and your ethics and you know 
working in, in an environment where you can foster those relationships that we talked about earlier and they're, you know, building that rapport and, you know, focusing on all that, because when you're working in a high volume environment, you really don't have the time to develop those social skills that you develop with patients. You, you just don't. And so I think you lose a lot of that. And then when you do that for a couple of years and then you switch over to a private practice model there, that disconnect is very obvious and patients can feel it. So, yeah. And just to remember, like, keep in mind why you went into the field to begin with, because most of us did this to help care for others and, and provide health care. And um, yeah, basically, overall health and wellness is at the, the forefront of why we do this. Yeah. So just bear like keep that in mind and don't get uh, let the other things kind of cloud your judgment in yeah. pursuing certain jobs. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. I think that advice will really resonate well with our audience. I think a lot of times, like you said, it's easy to kind of get it backwards and be going after the money first and then focus yeah. on the relationship side, um, kind of putting the cart before the horse. So yeah, exactly. you know, we're all there. So like we get it. Right. You know, we totally oh, understand. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that concludes all of my questions. It was great having you on the podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation and congratulations on that top practice award. Thank all right. So much, so much for having us. This podcast is sponsored by eAssist Dental Solutions, a platform dedicated to helping dentists get paid faster and get paid more. Dental insurance billing services provided through the eAssist platform can relieve your dental insurance headaches, get your over 90 insurance receivables near zero, and help you collect 100% of what you are rightfully owed by insurance companies. To learn more about how the eAssist platform can help your practice or to schedule a free consultation, please visit dentalbilling.com.